And we are live. Good evening, everyone from the UK. It is 6 p.m. London time. Wherever you are tuning in from around the world, welcome to the UK Bitcoin Master live show. I am Brian, the UK Bitcoin Master. It is great to have you all with me. And as always, strong Bitcoin hand. That is the name of the game on this show. And of late, this is the name of the game on this show. This is home production T-shirt number two. What do you think about that then, people? Really quite impressed with that. Yes, did copy it offline, but I did make it myself and I'm really excited by it. So run BTC. What do you think about that then? So great to have you all here with us, people. It is the 2nd of August 2021. And here we are again. I've said it a million times. Where the heck is the year going? I said it last year. It's absolutely screaming by. And I think, you know, when I say, you know, don't look at charts every day, get on and enjoy life, stack your coin and get on and enjoy life. I really mean it because it just goes by so quick. And, you know, if, if I'm going to get all philosophical, life is nothing more than creating memories. So, you know, Bitcoin's great. I love it. I love being involved. I love going live twice a week and talking to you lovely people. But it's also about sucking up life and enjoying your family and doing what you need to do to make those um, incredible memories. So please, please do that. Um, if you're new to the channel, if you're finding it in the future, uh, there's a disclaimer there. Look, <clears throat> I can't give you financial advice. I don't intend to. Do your own research. There's plenty of research out there that wasn't out there when I first got involved in Bitcoin. Um, if you are new again, check out UKBitcoinMaster.com. That is where you'll find every vid video I've ever done to date. And BitcoinInterviews.com speaks for itself. That's where you will find the interviews. And for those that sent a few Satoshis pra practicing using the Lightning, there's been two or three um, donations to this site, Tipping.me. Thank you. But it's about getting you guys to think in sats, think in satoshis and start understanding that you can move value around on the Lightning Network so easily and pretty well free. So try it out. Go to tipping.me at UK Bitcoin Master. Somebody sent <clears throat> the equivalent of 14 cents, you know, and it was hundreds of sats. So you know, I'm not asking for tips. I'm saying you can use tipping.me at UK Bitcoin Master. If, if you go there, excuse me, just have my evening meal. If you go there, you'll find a QR code where whatever wallet you use, wallet of Satoshi, moon wallet, whatever it is, blue wallet, green wallet, their bread wallet, there's loads of them. You can actually pick up that QR code and send just a handful of Satoshis. Like I've said, somebody sent seven sats and the value was zero. I'm not worried about that. I'm just saying utilize that address there and practice moving lightning around because I'm telling you people, it won't be very long in the future where we won't be talking in Bitcoin terms. That will be the base layer, the settlement layer. We will be talking in lightning, in Satoshis. So get ahead of the curve and get used to Satoshis. Let me get rid of it. So use that um, address there. Very quickly, as I always do, let's see who we've got in the house. Proud Zionist Jew was in earlier and pounded and retweeted. Thanks, Adam. Uh, Mike 
MS Bit ETH. Um, I hope you're still with us. Um, you liked and pounded Kristen Lauderback coming in from Texas. Yorkie Bitcoiner uh, from the north of the UK. Dave Shackelford coming in from Phoenix, Arizona. Welcome to you, uh, Dave. Lance Hoddle, great to see you in the house. Where are you, man? I'd be nice. It'd be good to know where you are in the world, Lance. Um, I'll Alexis Menard, welcome to you. Great to see with you, uh, you with us. Matthew Underhill from the Bitcoin Book, welcome, Matthew. Ian Stewart's house is in the house. Michael Weber um, in the UK again. My lovely wife Elaine has just joined us. My Bill Six Six. Great to have you in the house and great to have Barefoot Barry coming in from New Zealand. Uh, welcome, Barry, as always. Johnny Midas. Great to see you back, my good man. Maybe you've caught them on catch-up recently, but it's always great, John, when you're in the house live. Uh, Michael Lillienfeld, great to have you with us. Um, Graham Poole has just joined us. Welcome to you, Graham, as well. So if you want to shout out people, type in UK Bitcoin Master. I'll gladly give you a shout out. If you've got a question, type in UK Bitcoin Master. Again, I will gladly look at what you said if I don't forget it. My lovely wife's always picking me up because I say type UK Bitcoin Master, and then I flipping well forget to head over there and uh, chat with you all. So a quick double check. Um, who have we got? Yeah, uh, Dave Shackelford, I said hello to you. Ian Stewart's house, I said hello to you. Lance Hoddle, I'm in the USA, Utah to be more specific. Well, welcome uh, to the UK Bitcoin Master Show, Utah in America. It is great to have you all with us wherever you are tuning in from around the world. So run Bitcoin or run BTC. Strong Bitcoin hand. Name of the game of the show. Buy it. Get it off an exchange. Do nothing. Secure your seed word safely and enjoy your flipping life, people, because it goes really quickly. Let's get over to the desktop and see what's going on with the Bitcoin price. As you can see, we are down just below 40K again. So we are still moving in that sideways range. And I always think this is a dangerous range because people get complacent. People get bored. People think they need to do something. People think Bitcoin's not going to go anywhere. And the sentiment drops and the numbers on YouTube channels like mine drop. We see it across the board. And it's really bizarre because if you go back and look at my shows through 2018 and 2019, <coughs> excuse me, when we were in the bear market, I was as bullish as hell. And I'm always bullish. And I'm not worried about this price going sideways because you know what? I've just cashed in my pension because pensions are not worth the paper they're written on. And when that fiat arrives, that is another lump sum going into Bitcoin. So do I want the price to stay down for now? Yeah, hell, I do, man. So I don't mind whatever it does. Um, I'm in for the long haul. I've got, uh, the, you know, the low time preference. This is for my kids, grandkids, great grandkids, uh, etc. That is why I Bitcoin. Uh, great to see BTC sessions in the house. Uh, as always, bullish as hell. Ben, great to see you in the house, man. As always, it's fantastic uh, when people uh, drop in just to say hi. So we're looking at the price. Currently, you can get 2000 1,512 sats per US dollar. Of course, if you spend $10, you get 25,000 sats. This is what I was trying to say when we were talking about lightning tips with Tipping.me earlier. $10 is 25,000 Satoshis. $100, you know, 250,000 Satoshis, a quarter of a million 
people. So if you've got a $1,000 kicking around, forget buying one whole Bitcoin, buy two and a half million sats and you're good. Does that make sense? So the reason I love BitBo is because it shows us how many sats we're getting per USB. We can see the market cap, 746 um, billion right now. So uh, almost three quarters of a billion again. And we're creeping back to that one trillion mark, which is uh, awfully exciting. So um, as always, I've got a couple of videos I want to run. And if you look back at the heading for the show, the first one was regulating cryptos. And again, I look at what's going on in the US. We don't have much that goes on here. So everything I tend to run comes out of the US. And of course, you're all aware that recently um, this lady, Elizabeth Warren, was beaten up on crypto regulation again. So I've got a short video clip to run um, where she was interviewed on Squawk Box. And again, I'll um, I'll stop it. I'll talk about it as we move through and try and sort of point out some of the things where I think she's got it completely wrong. Um, that shouldn't that shouldn't be there for now. So let's get over here and have a look. Let's run this first one and I'll be back in a minute. Senator, welcome and thank you for joining us uh, this morning. Thank you. It was Good fascinating. To be here. It was fascinating to watch the hearing uh, yesterday and here's where I wanted to start the conversation. We had a we had Mike Novogratz on the program in the last hour. He's in the crypto uh, business in the industry, and one of the big questions is is how to regulate the industry, but also when to regulate the industry because there is an element where this is an this is still early stage. It's still startup, and how much regulation do you want to put on now? Uh, in the same same kind of breath that we would have had a conversation about. Should have we regulated the Internet more or not in the 1990s? You know, you might look at this another way. Look at the lesson from history about when do we regulate drugs? Um, as long as people can sell snake oil. I want to stop that right there. This is a Bitcoin show. OK, but I'm going to tell you a brief story. I've suffered since I was 23 year age with a chronic bone condition called arthritis. Um, in the UK, it's rheumatoid arthritis. It's the one that puts you in a wheelchair. And the, the medical profession threw drug after drug after drug after drug at me that made me ill, made me unwell, nothing worked, gave me stomach conditions. And all it did was fi filled my body with toxicity. Um, FDA back then, 34% success rate on a drug and they could market it without even looking at side effects. And this stupid woman talks about snake oil. I stumbled across aloe vera and I've been drinking that for 24 years now and I don't take those drugs anymore. So this woman using the word snake oil really cheeses me off. It turns out that nobody really invested in having good drugs that were safe and that helped people. And once we really had an FDA that stood up and that said, you know what, we're going to test these drugs before they go on the market. We're going to assure the Rubbish. public that they are safe. Then look what happened. We got a whole lot more investment and obviously a much bigger market that helped the entire world. Yeah. And the farmers got richer pharmaceuticals, that is farmers got richer and richer and richer and richer. And then the the narrative is when you're over 40, you're a prime candidate for the pharmaceutical. So eat right now. I'm not buying anything she's saying. I don't want to wait 
until a whole lot of people, a whole lot of small investors, a whole lot of small traders have been completely wiped out. It's a free market. Do your own research, you stupid woman, and allow people to invest what they want to invest. And it's up to them if they choose to invest without learning and get wrecked or whether they invest their money and they make money or lose money. It's a free world and we should let the free market play out and stop coming out with stupid regulations. I think rules of the road that are there at the beginning that people say, you know, we've got a cop on the beat, give people a lot of confidence. And they mean that the really? bad actors know, hey, somebody's watching out. Cops on the beat. Give you a lot of confidence. Yeah, right. I'm not going to say this about the poor black guy that got killed, but yeah, right. We can't keep pushing frauds on people. Senator, what do you make of this, though? And, and I, I've got in this critique uh, myself, I often talk about trying to protect uh, the little guy, uh, the, the small investor, uh, whether it's around crypto or um, some of the, the meme stocks and the like. And what I often hear now from people is, no, 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 Andrew, stop don't protect me. You're not protecting me by talking about by, by trying to do that. You're actually protecting the big guy. There you go. He's dead right. All they're doing is protecting the, the big guy. If you don't know what the Cantillon effect is, people learn about it because the big guys closer to the top, closer to the money, get richer and richer and richer. Look at inflation right now. And who are the people getting richer and richer and richer? The people at the top that have already got the billions because their assets are going through the roof and the little man's getting squeezed, squashed and won't be able to afford their bills or even put food on the table going forward. You're protecting the establishment that if you actually regulate this system, it, 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 that the little guy is not the one that becomes the beneficiary of it. Give us the freedom to invest in what we want. Yeah. I, that's a message that I keep hearing. I, I want people to have freedom to invest. You lying person. I just don't want a system where the big guys, where the shadowy guys, where the guys you never quite see can get out there and do pump and dump. Uh, can defraud people, can take in a lot of folks' money and then disappear. You mean like the manipulation that goes on in the stock market, the insider jobs so that little investors get wrecked and the big guys, the big guns get richer and richer and richer. I could pull this apart and make this a whole flipping show. You know, I think the question is not just regulation. The question is how it's aimed. Who takes advantage of there being no rules? It's the big guys. Who wins when there's no cop on the beat? It's the big guys. So that's the part that I care about. And I care about it happening before a lot of people have been wiped down. Do, do you believe crypto? Uh, do you believe in crypto? As, as an idea? I mean, is this something that you think um, personally has, has a great future? And is this something that you think I, may or may disrupt the financial industry in a positive way? So look, right now, one of the things that I think is very interesting is digital currency. You know, goodness knows that there has been an enormous failure by the big banks. Well, she agree, I agree with her on one thing. Yeah, they failed the little guy for sure to reach consumers all across the country. Talk about the people, the millions of people who are unbanked or underbanked, 
who are paying um, uh, way too much just to be able to have their paychecks cashed or to be able to pay their utility bills and their rents, just to try to get a little edge into the financial system because they don't have standard checking accounts. Digital currency and central bank digital currency may be an answer there because CBDCs. Of course, it's an answer. We want to know everything you're doing with your money. We want to push you to spend your money and get into debt. And if you don't, we will penalize you. We want to know what you're buying, when you're buying it, what you're buying it for, where you're going on holiday. We want to control you, is what she's saying. You do not want a central bank digital currency, people. You do not want to be in that system. That is why Bitcoin came into existence. For those that want it, there you go, freedom of choice again, to opt out of that system and have a system that they cannot manipulate. The costs are extraordinarily low for being able to transact, and maybe that will be a way going forward uh, that we get more people into the system. What do you make of the idea that there's a whole bunch of people who've invested in Bitcoin who are buying it Mm -hmm. as as an inflation hedge because they believe that the government is spending too much money? Well, I look. People can make their own investment decisions. She just said earlier, you couldn't. We don't want people to make their own investment decisions. Now she's flipping contradicting herself. Oh, I just cut it off, people. But to do that somehow assumes two things. One is that what's happening with Bitcoin or any other cryptocurrency is somehow going to be divorced from what's happening elsewhere in the economy. And secondly, that that the crypto coins are not going to have their own inflationary pressures. Uh, They may come from a different source than uh, what happens with dollars. But look at what's happened uh, in the high volatility in the price of these things. The idea that somehow they're a protection or a hedge, I I don't think that's going to be borne out over time. She just doesn't get it, does she? She doesn't understand the scarcity aspect of just 21 million coins. It is decentralized. They can't control it. More and more people are starting to learn about it. More and more people are starting to go into it. They're literally losing control and they've got to come out with a constant narrative so that they try and get the masses to think we Bitcoiners are the mad ones. We are the corrupt ones. We are the, cr- the criminals. We are the ones boiling the ocean. They've got to keep hitting us with these narratives. Um, if I to go back, the, the next narrative now comes from the IMF or the International Monetary Fund. Now, before I run that video, what you've got to understand if you are new to all of this is they know they are losing control. And because they are losing control, they are frantically looking at the narratives that they can come out with to discredit, to regulate, to tax, to discredit this, you know, industry so that the masses will frown on it. And you must hold strong. You've got to do your own research. You've got to, you've got to get from shows like mine and others um, that... That is not the case. And you've got to do your own research, make up your own mind 
I've done that already and they can say what they want and it just comes off my shoulders like in the UK we say like water off a duck's back. Let's run. Oh, hang on. Where's my second one just gone? Hold on. I want to run this one <clears throat> about the IMF now, if I can find it. Hold on. Um, yeah, let's get back over here. So let's have a look at this one. <clears throat> Uh, apparently, they need to protect us from the volatility. The well, let's take a look at that for a second. So they said that their value can be extremely volatile. Volatile meaning that things go up and down. Bitcoin, for instance, this is a quote from them, reached a peak of $65,000 in April, but then crashed to less than half that value just two months later. And now it's already back up quite a bit. So um, yes, it's volatile. It went all the way to 65,000, crashed down, and now it's almost back up. But that's in two months. I have, a, I have a news flash for you. If you're measuring your investments in weeks and months, you're gonna lose every single time. You need to be zooming out and looking at and what do I keep saying on my show? What do I keep saying? Stop looking at the charts daily. Stop looking at them weekly, even monthly. Just zoom out and have a look at what he shows in a second. And if you start looking at annually and five years, maybe 10 years, you start stopping worrying about the as he's saying, the volatility of Bitcoin. Things in the long run. And so let's take a look at that. So this is a price of Bitcoin throughout the years. This is yearly candles instead of hourly or daily candles or weekly. These are yearly candles. And we can see here that the price of Bitcoin has continued to go up year after year. Only one single year had a lower low in that year. That's in 2015. But every single year it has gone up. And so if you zoom out and look at things over um, a longer period of time, you'll see a different picture. So yes, it is volatile when looked at weekly or daily. Um, in this instance, it went from 65,000. At the time of this recording, it's down to about 40,000. It's still up about 300% in the last 12 months. So 300%. I defy any of you, wherever you live in the world, put, put some money in your bank into a savings account and get a 300% return in 12 months. You won't even get a 1% return. Yeah, it is risky putting your money into Bitcoin, but the asymmetric bet simply means you've got a tiny percentage chance of losing your money, but a 99.9% .9 chance of it 300xing per year. Now, I no guarantees, no crystal balls, but as Michael Saylor always says, tends to 200% up every year on average. So that is why you're looking at investing for the long term, for a rainy day, as we always say. Put a little bit by for your future, for your family's future. That is not a bad deal. And that's all Bitcoin is saving for the future, but with a new asset class that gives you the ability to 10x, 100x, Hey, I don't know, whatever X over the next few decades. It depends on what time frame you're looking at. Um, and so we need to understand that. Now, the next thing is that they say that it's unlikely to catch on. This is their word. Here's an exact. Uh, this is actually a screen print from them. So they said crypto assets are unlikely to catch on in a trillion dollar asset class. Unlikely to catch on IMF running scared again, people. You've got to get this countries with stable inflation. 
<laughs> uh, just that stable inflation is kind of a oxymoron in a sense. So inflation means that my money is losing value. It's a losing purchasing power. I wouldn't call that stable. So it's kind of weird to call those two things. Um, then in countries with stable inflation, well, around the world, currencies are blowing up. Argentina, Venezuela, Lebanon, they're seeing massive inflation happening. Um, and it says here that would have very little incentive um, to price or save in a parallel crypto asset such as Bitcoin. So in nations with stable inflation, again, whatever that means, um, they'd have little incentive to save in a parallel system like Bitcoin. Well, saving is different than spending. And so saving would typically imply money I'm going to be putting away for a period of time. I don't need to use it uh, tomorrow or next week. I'm saving it, right? So if we want to look at savings, we can go back and look at what would happen if I saved my money in Bitcoin versus saving my money in fiat. That's losing money nonstop. They also said that the use of globally recognized reserve currency, such as the dollar or euro, would be more alluring than adopting a crypto asset. So most people would rather put their savings in the dollar that's guaranteed to lose value, guaranteed, um, versus putting in something in Bitcoin that has had uh, 11 years of track record of going up. And they said that might catch on as a vehicle for unbanked people to make payments. So about um, seven and a half billion people in the world, two billion adults in the world have no access to the financial system. They don't have permission to join. So it might catch on as a vehicle for the unbanked people to make payments. In El Salvador, I just got back from El Salvador two days ago. And in El Salvador, a lot of people don't have banks because it costs anywhere from $25 to $50 a month to open a bank account. It's about half of what people make there. How can you spend half of your monthly income on a bank account? You can't. So it could work for the unbanked, like it's doing there, to make payments, but not to store value because you'd rather use the dollar that's losing value on a regular basis. Let's take a look at that statement. This is the, this is from the Federal Reserve. This is the FRED data. This is the Consumer Price Index, the CPI. This is how they measure prices. So per the CPI, this is the inflation rate. So remember, inflation means your dollar is buying less. So you can see right here, this is where the dollar went off the gold standard. Inflation was pretty mellow until that point. And then it's basically gone straight up. It's actually about to go off the chart. So to their point, Nations would rather hold their money in this that's losing value really, really fast instead of Bitcoin that's continued to go up in value every single year for 11 years. As a matter of fact, it's gone up 200% compounded annual growth rate every single year. In the last 12 months, it's up over 300%. So, you know, I run this show not sometimes being able to get what's in my head out of my mouth fluently to try and help the noobs to understand that, you know, there's cause and effect. You know, you you put your money into something that's new. There's a risk you might lose your money. But of course, the flip side is, you know, it might be a calculated risk where you end out securing your family's future for generations to come. I want to pick up on Yorkie Bitcoiner's um, message there. It says the success of Bitcoin is not solely about the price. It has the chance to make the world a better place for everybody. And really, you know, they say that you come for the speculation and you get in the rabbit hole and you stay for the revolution. Um, Double-edged sword, me being the age that I am, sure there's a bit of speculation in there for my wife and I, uh, but also it is to be able to leave a legacy for my family for generations to come. So there you are, making the world a better place. Um, 
taking the, the wealth away from the, the rich that are corrupt and get richer and richer and richer and tread on the little guy. I just want to try and help with my shows redress that balance and, you know, bit by bit help some of the little guys understand that if they get off of zero and get into the Bitcoin game, they're actually getting a tiny piece of a cake that can't be debased, can't be inflated away. Um, of the financial, you know, money of the future, if that happens. And you know, I certainly hope it does. I'm certainly hope I'm around to see um, a lot of it happening. But, you know, then we start to look at price and, you know, we are hovering at 39,000, 40,000 and everybody's getting a bit complacent. What's going on? What's going on? So what I decided to do was find a short one, one and a bit minute video um, from a guy from Pantera Capital. And let's see what he's got to say about institutions and ultimately what may happen with the Bitcoin price. So let me line that one up and let's have a look at what he says might happen. Here we go. Well, we were going to go. Dan, I'm curious, um, when you know, we talk to a lot of crypto folks on this program and, and we hear about institutional interest or institutional adoption, and, and as someone operating in the space, what does that mean to you? Because we kind of get the sense that a lot of folks define it differently. Um, certainly you have, you know, is it traditional, large pension type institutions calling you and asking about it? How, how does that you know, kind of come down for you guys? Yeah, so we've had a few institutions eight years ago, you know, at the beginning of all this. Uh, but these days we have a lot more endowments. Uh, endowments seem to be earlier into this space than pensions. But, uh, you know, we're, we're talking to all kinds of uh, big institutions these days that are actively engaging. And there is a sense that there's some kind of on-off switch and it's going to go from off to now on. Um, it's more of a continuum. You know, we've, we've had many institutions uh, subscribing over the last couple of years. And I think two or three years from now, everyone will realize that blockchain is an asset class by itself and they'll have a blockchain team and a blockchain allocation. What's your terminal value on Bitcoin now? Yeah, that's a good question. There's a lot of pundits always throwing out big prices. We did a, a, a study that showed the number of people using Bitcoin over the years and the price of Bitcoin. And both of those data series went up by an order of magnitude every two years. Um, and if that kept going, that would put Bitcoin at $700,000 when everybody with a smartphone uses it. I think that's, you know, 10 years time is a reasonable forecast. So 700,000, let me ask each and every one of you a question. If you had one Bitcoin and it was 39,000 today and in 10 years from now, it was 700,000, would you be happy? I know I would. Because you won't get any type of return like that from any other asset, any other investment. It's just, it just isn't there. And it's because Bitcoin is finding its feet. It's brand new. It's, you know, 12 years old, you know, and the people that are willing to jump in and take a risk on a bit of their hard-earned money and put it into Bitcoin could, I don't know what it is, they call it 40K to 700X, 12 12, what's that, 15, 16x? I, I don't know what it is off the top of my head. I didn't work it out. But that's a serious, you know, that may do that in five, by 2025 after the 2024 halving. But if it took a decade, would you be happy? Of course you would. Is that worth taking a punt on? I can't decide that for you. That's got to come from you people. So, you know, ultimately, this show is about tune out the FUD. 
Tune out the fact that governments, banks, etc., they've got a narrative. They want to squash Bitcoin. They want to discredit it so it doesn't catch on, as um, he was saying earlier from the IMF video. So um, the narrative is they want to squash it. Then, of course, you've got the IMF saying, you know, they, they control the world's money or how many other countries the IMF deal with and give them money and get them into debt. Of course, their narrative, ridiculous, is not going to catch on. I mean, a trillion dollars. Who is it? Michael Saylor said, you know, it's a done deal already when something hits a trillion dollars. Now, nothing's more certain in life than death and taxes. We know that. Um, but I'm pretty certain in my own heart that Bitcoin's going to the moon, whatever going to the moon means. But that doesn't mean you should jump into Bitcoin on what my belief is. It means if you believe my passion and you get a bit of inspiration from what I'm saying, get into the rabbit hole if you're brand new and do your own research. And when you've drawn your own conclusions, that is the time then to say, do I want to invest a little bit of my hard-earned money into Bitcoin as a hedge for the flu for the future? Um, oh, crikey. Gwilham C., uh, welcome to you. Great to have you in the house. My Bill 66 Good to see you with us um, as well. If I can, people, a quick shout out to Matthew, who's in the house. Uh, the Bitcoin book is on Amazon. I've read it twice. I'm on it a third time now. It's an incredible book for the beginner. It's an incredible book to give away as a gift, say a birthday or a Christmas gift or something like that, or just to loan to a family member to try and get them to understand a bit about, about what Bitcoin is. Really is a superb uh, book. Can't recommend that highly enough. A quick tweet I found, and this is off the back of what Yorkie was saying from Bitcoin magazine. Bitcoin wasn't created to make you rich. It was created so that you can opt out of a broken system. That's the bigger picture here, people. Do you want to opt out of a broken financial system, a system that many regular people now that are not even in business or finance are thinking, well, surely they can't just keep printing trillions and trillions of dollars without that doing something negative to our economy. People are starting to wake up and they're starting to realize that Bitcoin is an opt-out of a broken system. So what you've got to do is decide if you want to opt out of that broken system. I love quotes. I love this one from Nelson Mandela. Do not judge me by my successes. Judge me by how many times I fell down and got back up again. Look, we can all get into Bitcoin. We see a price drop and we freak out and we sell our coins. The, the skill set here is learning to build that strong Bitcoin hand by following a couple of YouTubers that you believe are giving out honest heart on the sleeve information, no ulterior motive. There is nothing I get from any of you watching right now on a financial level, apart from any Satoshis you try out sending to the tipping.me address. No financial gain at all. I do it because in 2017, I got that phone call. 
Yes, my wife and I were skeptical. Yes, we jumped on YouTube. Yes, we did a load of research. I was fortunate I found Adam Meister, aka the Bitcoin Meister, and I followed his channel ever since. And I built my strong hand quite quickly. <coughs> Excuse me. Got several Bitcoins when they're around $2,000 a coin. And I've just held through that bear market. We've accumulated more. Um, we will do the same and we will keep dollar cost averaging in. And any lump sum like the pension I've just dumped in that I can get my hands on, that is going into Bitcoin as well for the future. So it's not about, as Rocky, uh, Rocky says, um, how many times you get knocked and get put down. It's how many times you get back up again. Same with this guy, Nelson Mandela. So people, I'm hoping that was bullish enough for you because I am, in my opinion, one of the most bullish Bitcoiners you will ever find. It ain't hot air. You will find me offline in town with my family constantly wearing my T-shirts, plugging Bitcoin with my business card, giving a business card out to anyone that says, ah, you're in Bitcoin, are you? Doing my bit because I am not bullish on the Bitcoin price right now today. I am bullish on how the world might look in 10 to 100 years from now with a Bitcoin standard where those flipping dirty, filthy governments and banks can't manipulate the money anymore. That is it, peeps. That is your UK Bitcoin Master live show for today. I'll be back on Thursday at 6 p.m. London. If you like the information, drop some Satoshis, share this out on Twitter, um, send the link to YouTube to five of your friends and say, hey, you ought to watch this crazy Brit going on about Bitcoin. Listen, the more eyeballs we can get on honest channels like mine, and it, it's not charts and TA. I don't understand that stuff. It's just an honest take on where I think Bitcoin is going to go and to help you to understand that when something comes of age, everybody around it wants to try and knock it and take it down. So if you like that sort of content, come and become a regular on our show. It'll be great to have you share it out so other people can see it. I'll be back on Thursday as always. Uh, my new t-shirt people run BTC. Hope you like it. Working on another one, but be a couple of shows away. See you all on Thursday. I'll leave you with my social media links. And as always, Get in there and build your strong Bitcoin hand. See you Thursday.